everyone. It's good to be with you. My name is Alan, and welcome to TGN. Our Sunday mornings uh, during this series are somewhat connected with or modeled after a program called SGN, created by John Krasinski from The Office. My understanding is that this week, SGN was bought out by CBS after, quote, a massive bidding war, which I think is corporate speak for cha-ching, which is pretty cool because it's just a show that he made at his own home with an iPhone. I think it's, it's evidence of the fact that people want to hear some good news. Now, now we are calling ours TGN, not just SGN, not just some good news, but we are celebrating and focusing on the good news, and that is that Jesus is king. He is in control. He is in charge. No matter what happens in this world, Jesus is king. He cannot be kidnapped. He cannot be held for ransom. He cannot experience burnout and just walk away from the job. Jesus is king. This week has been an incredibly difficult and divisive week. The death of George Floyd in Minnesota has created incredible uh, uh, division, etc. All the more reason for us to, to lean into and focus on the fact that Jesus is king. Jesus is in charge. Now, before we continue with that and, and head into the message, I want to share some more good news. S.M. GN uh, with you here today. And, and that good news is that uh, Mountain Park, we are heading back home. Yes, we have set a date for when we will be heading back to church. And I want to share that with you. We need a little bit of time between now and then in order to get some equipment and materials to make sure we are fully ready for it. We want to be able to train staff and volunteers to take all safety precautions possible so that it can be a great experience. And the date that we will be returning uh, back to church is, actually, actually, I don't wanna tell you right now, because I, I want you to be able to, to, to stay focused on the good news that we're celebrating right now that's happening here at Mountain Park. Tammy Fuller, possible relation, Wanted to celebrate some of the graduating seniors who worked in the cafe this past year. So she made a package of materials so that they could make smoothies on their own, the same smoothies that they've been making this past year. Uh, she was just one of a number of wonderful people as a part of our church who sent care packages of love to the graduating seniors. This is Colby Short, and he is in, about to enjoy a smoothie as he celebrates in style his graduation. Caleb Hackett uh, was a junior this past year and was excited about entering his senior year and continuing to play football for his high school. He was disappointed, however, with the reality that he wouldn't be able to work out uh, throughout the summer in order to prepare. Somebody wonderfully offered a full body gym so that he could work out throughout the summer and keep things moving. It's an incredible offering for him. He's very thrilled about it. Somebody made this offering. <laughs> I just decided that I wouldn't need it over the summer. Okay, it wasn't me. Uh, this is Jody Trickle. She is a mountain parker who works for the Department of Child Safety. And over the quarantine period, she has continued to visit depressed areas and virtual courtrooms and on-site jails in order to continue to find uh, the safest place 
for foster children. Many things have taken a pause over this quarantine period, but not Jody and not uh, the kids that have continued to have a need throughout this time. Fantastic stuff. One final story is another one about masks, masks and more masks. Mountain Park has a relationship with Generations, the, uh, the senior living facility that is just north of, of our building. Uh, they, as well as Mountain Park Senior Living, contacted us with a need for uh, hundreds of masks. Uh, Rachel Richardson, who is a nurse who is part of our church, she took on the lead uh, to make this happen. She and her team made masks for generations as well as Mountain Park Senior Living. In addition to that, for homeless here in the city and folks on the Navajo reservation. In addition to that, uh, she and her team made a special mask for me that I'm very thankful for. Now that is social distancing in style. For centuries, people have not only shared the good news that Jesus is King, we have celebrated it. And in order to help us do that, I'm going to turn things over to Mr. DeAndre. Well, Mountain Park, we're so excited that we get to worship together today. I was buried beneath my shame. Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my tomb till I met.
morning and that he knows your name and that you can run out of your grave. Come on, church. I needed a rescue, my sin was heavy. The chains were at the weight of your glory. I needed shelter, I was a orphan. Now you called me a citizen of heaven.
Thank you, DeAndre and company. Now we're going to transition to Brandon, who's going to share with us a little bit about uh, some things that are happening here. Before you do that, Brandon, let me ask you, uh, what is one thing that has been good from the past couple months of of quarantine? What is one thing that has surfaced for you and your wife or something that has been good? Yeah, um, one thing I would say has been really good is just the opportunity just to connect with my wife, you know what I mean? To be able to stay home and just be able to have dinner together, like simple things like that, that I think we tend to take for granted, you know what I mean? Just being able to sit down at our table and enjoy a meal and just talk and laugh and then also I'm reading a lot more, which has been really nice. So I'm reading Lord of the Rings, which I've never read. For, so I'm reading that for the very first time. So that's been awesome. So yeah, I would say just say eating together and, and reading a lot more. I'm excited for you to be reading Lord of the Rings for the first time. It's so good. It I've, is fantastic. It's been my whole life. It's so, fantastic. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you're going you're gonna to go into, um, you're going to go into your, uh, whatever you're going to share. And while you do, I have a challenge for you. Okay. To somewhere in the middle of what you're sharing, use the word orc. Orc? Okay. Orc. 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 Okay. I like this challenge. Okay. I like this see, see what you can do. All right. Go. It's all yours. All right. Well, guys, whether you are watching on Facebook, YouTube, or at mountainpark.org forward slash online, we just want to let you know we are so happy that you are watching today, and we believe you are watching for a purpose and a reason, and that just makes us so thrilled that you're here. So whether this is your first time watching or you've been with us since the beginning, we invite you to fill, please fill out our communication card. You can do that by visiting mountainpark.org forward slash com card. This is a great way for us to just stay connected with you and in the loop on everything happening in Mountain Park. And also it's a great way for us to share any prayer requests that you may have. We just have one announcement for you this morning. We would like to let you know that on Saturday, June 4th, we will be hosting a blood drive here at Mountain Park Church. So in just doing research, we have learned that one of the best ways we can give and serve during this time is to give blood. We'd also like to let you know that social distancing protocols will be in place and that, the, and that our church is going to be extremely clean and sanitized so you do not have to worry about that. So we invite you to visit mountainpark.org forward slash events to register for your spot. And guys, like, like I said, this is such a great time to serve and don't want you to just sit on the sidelines and feel like an orc, you know? We want you to feel like you can be like Frodo and Sam and climb up the mountain to serve during this time. So we invite you to join us on, on Saturday, June 14th. And at this time, we're going to transition into the giving. So this is a great way for us to respond to everything that God is doing here at Mountain Park Church. And we'd like to let you know that there are two ways you can give this morning. One is by giving at, by going to our website at mountainpark.org forward slash give. And the other way is to text the number on your screen. These both, these two ways are safe and secure. All right, guys, let's pray. Jesus, we are just so thankful for everything that you're doing, Lord. God, we are thankful for who you are and for your promise. 
So Father, I pray that you be with each family and each individual watching this morning. God, may you open their hearts, Lord, and may you be able to talk to them and meet them right where they are during this time. And God, we are just so grateful that we can gather online as a community to worship and praise your name. We love you, Lord, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Awesome. Thanks so much, Brandon. You are as wise as Gandalf. <laughs> I, I try. I try. Right. <laughs> Thanks so much, Brandon. We'll talk Thank to you, you That was terrible of me to give him the word orc. I definitely should have thought of a better word. He did a great job with it, but I should have thought of a better word. I, I wish I had some input from some of the other... Nobody else is here. So no one was here to help me do a better job for Brandon and with Brandon. Okay, here, here's what I want to talk about today. We humans are pretty good at looking at someone else who does something different and judging. I have a certain way of doing something and I think that it's right. And if I encounter somebody who is doing something differently, it's so natural for me to judge, for me to just land on my place being right and to evaluate where they are. And this new season of experiencing the COVID situation, it has given us new ways to judge one another. New ways, new levels that we didn't judge one another for before. Let me just kind of paint a picture for you. Imagine that you are at the grocery store. I can't believe that he is not wearing a mask. I thought better of him. Does he understand that he's killing people? Does he, I didn't picture him to be a mass murderer. Or how about this? I can't believe that she is wearing a mask. I, I didn't think that she would be the kind of person who would get caught up in and, and, and to, the, to the fear propaganda. I just thought she was stronger than that. She had more faith than that, etc. We evaluate, we judge. Uh, uh, the, people are, are standing too close. They're standing too close. That looks like it is five feet that those two are standing uh, together talking. We evaluate when someone passes us on a trail or on a walk and, and, and do they swing out enough or are they too close when they do that? We evaluate how often people touch their faces now. We, we uh, evaluate how and how often people wash their hands. It's fascinating. It's almost as if we are relearning social norms in terms of how we are to interact with one another, but we don't all have the same playbook because there is no such thing as a playbook in terms of how we are to interact with one another. We're all trying to figure this out. And it's fascinating. We live in the same country, the same country, the same, so many of the same circumstances, and yet we can land in such different places in terms of what is appropriate, what is right, what we're supposed to do. Not just the same country, the same state, the same city. We can be in the same household and land in different places in terms of what is right and what we are supposed to do. Can any of you relate to that? It's almost like we are colonizing a new planet. 
And on this planet, we have to figure out how to interact because it's a whole new way of interacting. We cannot say, well, this is simply how you do it. This is how you do it. We cannot say, this is what we've been doing for hundreds of years because everything is new. So much is new. And when it's new and we're figuring it out and we are smart people and we have read and we have heard and we have our own experiences and we land on what we think is appropriate, what we think is right, and then we look at others who, who handle things differently and we judge. But today I want to take a look at an odd story deep in the Old Testament. If you don't have your Bible with you right now, I encourage you to go, go get it. Just Go ahead, go get it. We'll wait. If you do have your Bible with you, then I invite you to turn to Numbers chapter 22. It's the fourth book in the Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. What's happening in the story right now is that Moses has freed the people from slavery in Egypt and they are wandering around in the desert. The Lord is with them, and on their travels, they are conquering some of the nations. The king of Moab learns about, hears about Moses and his crew, and he becomes quite worried. This is a map of the story of Moses. I tried to find the most complicated one with as many irrelevant pieces of information on it uh, possible. So this here is Egypt where Moses had freed the people from slavery and they wandered around in the desert and they were approaching Moab, which is right here. So the king of Moab decides he wants to get help from a spiritual man named Balaam and asks Balaam to send a curse on Moses and his people. While Balaam was on his way to Moab to get more details and information about the task that the king of Moab wanted him to do against the Israelites, while he's on his way to Moab, an angel of the Lord appears before Balaam and his donkey and his crew. The only one who sees the angel is the donkey. And it's this terrific story of the donkey, who, the only one who sees the angel, just gradually veering off of the road and going into the nearby field. And Balaam doesn't understand what's going on. He's upset with the donkey and, and beats the donkey. Then the angel appears once again before Balaam and his crew, this time in between two walls so that the donkey would not be able to veer off, veer away. But instead, the donkey just goes up against the side of one of the walls and crushes Balaam on top of the donkey. Again, just a great story. Unfortunately, Balaam's upset and he beats the donkey again. Now, here's the best part of the story. And to help me with this story, I once again, am going to seek the help of one of our amazing Mountain Park kids. Hey everybody, this is Enzo. Enzo, good to see you. Good to see you too. So glad that you're with us here on something called TGN. Do you know what TGN stands for? No. No, it stands for the good news. And the good news is that Jesus is king. Is that yeah. something like good news? Yeah. 
That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Hey, Enzo, I'm so glad that you are going to read for us here today. And uh, before we get started with that, I heard that you like superheroes. Is that correct? Yes. Who's your favorite superhero? My favorite superhero is Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Why do you like Spider-Man? I like Spider-Man because he can swing with his webs and he can climb up walls. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're going to take a look at a story today that's not not really a superhero story, but it's it's an it's an it's a story about something that is that is incredible that happens to a guy named Balaam. So uh, we're reading from Numbers chapter twenty-two, beginning with verse twenty-six, and Enzo is reading from the New King James version of the Bible. Enzo, whenever you're ready, would you read that for us? Yes. Then the angel of the Lord went further and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn either to the right hand or to the left. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she lay down under Balaam. So Balaam's anger was aroused and he struck the donkey with his staff. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey and she said to Balaam, what have I done to you that you have struck me three times? Wait, 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 Enzo, I'm sorry to interrupt, but the donkey is talking. Have you ever heard an animal talk? No. No, this is like a scene from Shrek. I don't know if you've ever seen Shrek, but, but this is just crazy. There's an animal who's talking to a man. Yes. That's amazing. Okay. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Hey, Enzo, you're a really good reader. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Yes. Continue yeah. in verse 29, please. And Balaam said to the donkey, because you have abused me, I wish there was a sword in my hand, for now I would kill you. So the donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your donkey on which you have ridden ever since I became yours to this day? Was I ever disposed to do this to you? And he said no. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand. And he bowed his head and fell flat on his face. Fantastic. That's an incredible story of a donkey talking to a man. And the man talks back to the donkey as if this is a normal thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Enzo, do you have any pets? Yes, I do. What kind of pet do you have? I have two dogs. Two dogs. If it, do you have any of what's what's the name of one of your dogs? One of my, one of the names are uh, Kimbo. Kimbo. So could you imagine Kimbo just coming up to you right now and just saying, good morning, Enzo, how's it going? <laughs> that would what, be what would you, if you could imagine Kimbo saying anything, what do you think Kimbo would say to you? 
How's your day going? How's your day going? That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah. Hey, Enzo, thank you so much for reading this really fun story from Numbers about a donkey talking to a man. I appreciate your time, Enzo. And uh, so now we're going to wrap it up. And so the way we do that is, uh, is you're just going to snap out of it, okay? It's really kind of cool. You just take your hands up. Again, I won't do it because then I'll just disappear. You take your hands up, and whenever you're ready, you just go like this and snap, and then that's it, all right? So thanks for your time, Enzo. Have a great day, okay? Okay. Okay, bye. 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 Now go ahead. Whoa, did you, he disappeared. That's amazing. Aren't these kids awesome? For the past three weeks, each of these kids have jumped at the opportunity to be able to read scripture before you all. How many of us would have done that at their age? And this kid today, he is so cool. How could he not be? His name is Enzo. Enzo. Do you understand what I'm saying? Enzo. He doesn't, he doesn't have a choice. This kid is going to be cool. He's going to create something. He's going to design something. He is going to make a difference in this world. Thank you so much, Enzo, for reading that story with us. It's a great story. It's just, it's just a, a hilarious story, actually. This guy, Balaam, he's talking to a donkey as if that's a normal thing. He has a conversation with a donkey, has an argument with a donkey as if this is a normal thing. Well, finally, he arrives in Moab and he uh, has an encounter with the king. Remember, the king has summoned him to help the king against the Israelites. And this is what he says in chapter 22, Numbers chapter 22, uh, verse 38. This is what he says to the king. Well, I have come to you now. I'm reading now back in the NIV version. Well, I have come to you now, Balaam replied, but I can't say whatever I please. I must speak only what God puts in my mouth. Balaam here is referring to two things that have led him to say this to the king. One is he's talking about his interaction with the donkey. That, that he, what he said to the donkey was not accurate and was not true and was not helpful. Now, he, there's no mention here of the oddness of having a conversation with a donkey, but what he's saying is that he went after the donkey, he was aggressive with the donkey, he was beating the donkey, assuming the donkey was wrong, but Balaam was wrong. So Balaam brought some humility to it here. Secondly, he's referring probably even more so to the challenge that the king of Moab wants him to make to the Israelites. And Balaam is saying, I cannot say whatever I or whatever you, king, want to say to Moses and his crew. I can't, we can't just say whatever we want. We can only speak what God puts in our mouths. This week, I was reading in Mark chapter 7. And the beginning of that chapter just, just sounds so familiar to our current situation. The Pharisees, who were, the Pharisees were the Jewish leaders, the Jewish teachers. The Pharisees and some of the teachers of the law who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus and saw some of his disciples eating food with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. 
The Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they give their hands a ceremonial washing, holding to the traditions of the elders. When they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash, and they observe many other traditions, such as the washing of cups, pitchers, and kettles. And these details are incredible. So the Pharisees and teachers of the law asked Jesus, why don't your disciples live according to the tradition of the elders instead of eating their food with defiled hands? Doesn't it sound familiar? Why aren't you washing your hands more? Why aren't you wearing a mask? Why aren't you staying at home? You should be staying at home. In this current scenario with our social dynamics and our social situation, we land in different places, but we don't know what's right. What happens is we, we, we land in a certain place because, again, we have studied, we have thought about it, and we say, this is what should be done. And we have the tendency then to look at others and evaluate and judge. But we don't know. We don't know really what is the best thing. And, and, and there, are, there are different sides to this and different positions to it, and they actually make sense. It could be that we are, we are, we are making a bigger deal out of this thing than we, than we are supposed to. It could be that, that our response to the virus is actually more damaging in terms of our social interactions and to, to the health of many around the world. It could be that it's more damaging than the virus itself. On the other hand, it also makes sense that we should err on the side of safety. I mean, people's lives are at stake here. We should err on the side of safety. Just put a mask on. It's not going to hurt you. Just put a mask on. Now, I'm not trying to be divisive. I'm not trying to land or push in a certain place. I'm certainly not trying to be political. I just want us to be careful how wherever we land, I just think it's it's wise and valuable for us to be careful in terms of how we talk to one another, how we value, uh, evaluate one another, how we judge one another. Be careful, little mouth, what you say. In our story in Numbers chapter 22, Balaam makes a, a donkey of himself. He make, uh, Through his little story here, but he learns an incredible lesson, verse 38. I can't say whatever I please. I must speak only what God puts in my mouth. So can we show some grace to one another? Can we remember that even though we land in different places, that people who are in different places are not simply ignorant? People can learn from you. You have a lot to, to help other people in terms of understanding what you have learned, etc. But people don't want to be judged by you. So let me tell you now the date that we will be returning to church. And different people are going to have different responses to it. The date that we are going to come and reassemble back at the church is June 28th. June 28th will be our first Sunday together back in the church. And we will let you know more details about that in terms of how that's going to look, etc. as we get closer. Some of you hear that date and you think, oh my goodness, that's, that's way overly cautious. Why are we taking that long to get back into church? Other churches are doing it earlier than that. Why are we being overly cautious? Others of you might hear that date and think, why are we pushing it? Why not just continue to gather online for months? Wherever you land, 
May we just show grace to one another. May we only speak words that God puts on our mouth. Let me just remind you of the good news. Jesus is king. Jesus is in charge. I'm not. The president is not. The governor is not. The CDC is not. Jesus is king. Jesus is in charge. So Jesus, what do you want us to do in terms of caring for the elderly and those who are a higher risk with this virus? What do you want us to do? How do you want us to handle these situations? Jesus, uh, what, what, what do you want us to do about the reality of loneliness and disconnection that is happening in our, in our communities and with one another and our need to get together and, and continue to hear and be challenged by one another? Jesus, what do you want to do with the fact that some of us land here on this issue and, and others of us uh, land over here and yet we're in the same community, in the same household, in the same church? God, how, what do you want us to do about those differences? May we say what Balaam learned there through this incredible story with the donkey. May we just say, God, help me to speak only what you put in my mouth. Help me to speak only the words that you put in my mouth. He's calling both clouds, kings and kingdoms will bow down.
Jesus is the lamb. He sacrificed himself for us. And he's also the lion. He's the king. He is in charge. And he's a very good king. It's good to be with you guys here today. Have a fantastic, blessed week. And we will see you next time.